Welcome to Recovered 1440 Cabin Fever Sessions, episode 12. My name is Bobby and I'm an addict. This is a podcast for people who are struggling with addiction or who might have started taking drugs recreationally and realise that they can't stop, or uh, family members that might be concerned about someone who could be struggling. Um, me and my friends are lucky enough to be part of a fellowship that which is to remain anonymous at the level of press and not allowed to any sect, denomination, politics, any of that bollocks. But that said, if you listen to the drug of choice, put that word into Google, follow it with anonymous and put meetings near me, then I'm sure you'll find the solution that we've found. Joined today by a good friend of mine called Ren, who is here to share his story about what it was like, what he did and what his life's like today. And with that, I'll hand it over to you, Ren. Cheers, Bobby. Yeah. Um, oh, my name's Ren. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm a recovered alcoholic. Love that. Can you believe that, Bob? No. Recovered. Fucking hell. <laughs> an alcoholic. If someone had told me I was an alcoholic, Bob, what, five years ago, maybe more, I don't know, I would have said, fuck off. Yeah. Excuse me for swearing. No, that's cool. But, bloody hell, you know? I didn't know what an alcoholic was. And so you're unrecovered. That's amazing, isn't it? Mm. You know? And what does recovered mean for me, Bob? Um, recovered means that I have a solution today from the abnormal physical allergy that I had, you know, an insidious mental obsession to drink or use as many drugs as I possibly could mm. to get out of my fucking mouth. <laughs> That's all I wanted to do, Bob, mm. you know? Why did I want to do that? That's what I have to ask myself. Well, in fact, you know, let's, let's have a look at my drinking and drug taking, right? Because I'm not going to lie, Bob, at the beginning it was, it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. I loved it, <laughs> you know? What did I love about it, Bob? You know, it, it brought me to be a part of a community. You know, I was able to go to parties and laugh, mm-hmm. be with people. You know, I was able to be not be myself. Mm-hmm. That's what alcohol done for me mm-hmm. and drugs. You know, cocaine, acid, weed. You know, I tried all of them. But, but yeah, why did I need to do that? I mean, it's only because. I'm part of a fellowship, and, I'll, uh, and it's a 12-step program that I work, you know, and, and going through that stuff that I, that I fully understand what it is that I suffered with. And for, for me to, to do that, I have to look back into my childhood, really, you know. I was full of fear, Bob. Yeah. Absolutely full of fear. Um, when I was a kid, violence, emotional, abuse, that was... That was like a form of communication for my, for me growing up, you know, from not only at home, but also outside. Because I grew up in the early 70s in East London, and I'm a person of colour, right? Mm. You know, an Asian guy growing up in East London, I've got loads of shit. Yeah. So I was always frightened, you know? I, uh, and I was frightened to be myself because I was frightened I'd get an ID. So the fun, first ways of it, I learned how to change the way I feel as I know it now, right? was I learned to lie. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I was a liar first. Mm-hmm. Then I was a cheater and a manipulator. All of this by the age of four. Mm-hmm. You know? I used to make up stories when I was at school that my mum and dad had got this and I you know I'm this and I can all, all kinds of different crap, right? Um but eventually I'll get found out, Bob, you know, and I'll get an ID for it either at school or at home. And that kinda of stopped me for a bit. But then I forget about the hiding, and I thought, well, yes, it made me feel right, let's do it again. And there was kind of a, a repeat cycle. Mm. <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I was always like kind of lonely, I didn't really have many friends growing up. And, and I used to watch these kids, right, and they used to go to the park and stuff after school, and um, they used to talk about, you know, in school, like, oh, we went to the park and we done this and we were like, and I'd be looking, I thought, I want a part of that, I want to be a part of that, right? So, what's the first thing I did? You know, I used to nick money. <laughs> so yeah. now I'm a liar, cheat, and a thief, and I'm a thief. Yeah. yeah? So I used to make money from and then it's go and knock about with him, you know? That's not the first way I changed the way I feel. I mean, yeah, talk about yeah. whatever you yeah. want, mate. Yeah. Right, so <clears throat> when I was about 11, I learned to play my dick. <laughs> 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 I touched my cup, and fucking <laughs> all kinds of weird things happened, right? Yeah. So I'm. Th- 
So now I'm a liar, cheater, manipulator, thief, and I'm fucking wanker. <laughs> <laughs> All of these because I can't feel comfortable with, 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 with mm-hmm. me, right? So once I've got this bit of money and, and I see the kids knocking around at school uh, after school, and I'm thinking, right, well, okay, I want to come. Can I come? If you say, really, you got a father, yeah. yeah, come and join us. Or, or um, my mum and dad had businesses, right? So I used to nick, some, nick the booze mm-hmm. at, the, at the shop, right? I said, right, come and meet down the park and. And the minute that first drink hit the back of my throat, Bob, mm. all bets were off, mate. Yeah, it was, oh, mate, that final bit of acceptance that I had, that I was, I'd arrived, man. Yeah. You know, the, I, I was a part of that group at last. I was able to be free. I could, I could laugh with a joke around. People would put their arms around me, say, all right, Red, there's mm-hmm. it going, and, and all this kind of stuff. And, I, I, and it made me feel alive. Mm-hmm. It really made me feel alive. And that's when it got me. Yeah, mm-hmm. because other people went home, and I went home as well, that's on. But we go to school on the following Monday, and I'll be like that. When can we do it again? Oh, really? We'll do it like on Friday. And I'm thinking, no, I want to do it yeah. tomorrow. I want to do it Thursday, Friday, whatever. Yeah. But I couldn't wait. That's all I ever talked about was when can we do it again? Yeah. You know? And I was only 13 at the time. Mm. I was only 13. So, anyway. Oh. I grew up in a, in a household that, you know, we had uh, we had a lot of restrictions, so <clears throat> I wasn't able to do as, as often as I as I'd like to, which obviously, and that caused me to act out as well, because mm. I couldn't have what I want when I wanted it. My own way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want my own way. I throw my toys out the pram. Mm. So I went from being a well-behaved kid to a little shit. Do you know what I mean? I used to fucking cause dramas at home. But yeah, so as it became a weekly thing, you know to their age of, age of around 16 and then it became Friday and Saturday you know and I was working from a, from the parents for a bit as well so I had a bit of dunk coming in mm. so I'd go out on a Wednesday you know as well so Wednesday Friday Saturday was for me and Bob I never used to drink like one or two pints even though they age 16 I'd drink until I was throwing up yeah. or passing out or just making a prat of myself mm. so I mean other kids other people not kids because we're people other people could could stop, not me, and I'd do the pre-drinking as well, even yeah. at that age, you know, mm. the, tw- the MD 2020s and, <laughs> the <white> lightning, <laughs> and all of that, yeah, yeah. white lightning, we used to drink, it wasn't even white lightning then, it was Thunderbird and Woodpecker, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah mate, so I lived for that, that's all I lived for, mm. you know, and I was alright as a kid, you know, I, was, I wasn't that great at school, but I went to school and all that stuff, just to keep my parents at arm's length, you know, I'm doing all right, leaving them alone. So they kind of let me have a bit of a license. And um, 18, I got to 18, and uh, it was, I decided I was going to go to university. And I chose the one that I could go furthest away from everyone, <laughs> so I could do what the fuck I wanted mm. without anyone to be able to tell me, like, Ren, you can't do this, and Ren, you can't do that. I wanted to be free to do what I wanted to do. And all I wanted to do, if I'm honest with you, Bob, was party, mm. yeah? I forgot to mention all about all the acid and all that kind of stuff. You know, going to Berwick Manor and taking acid because really, truthfully, you know, you know this acid is my drug of choice. <laughs> if I could take acid safely, I fucking would, man. I love that stuff, mm. but it's no good for me. It is no good for me. The effects last way too much, way too long. And <clears throat> at your age, age, even then, 18, 19, I knew I couldn't just leave that alone and sleep mm. in the blues, you know. So yeah, I went to university and I failed, badly. Wow. You know, I went to a university, I lost in six months. I think I went to about three lectures. The rest of the time I was in the, in the student union, mm. I was in the local pub, I spent all my, all my money for the, for the year, mm. I'd done that in three months, mm. yeah? All on booze, clubbing, partying, taking drugs, all of that, gone. So it got to around Christmas time and um, my cousin was in the same university as me, and um, he got a report sent to his parents. Yeah, I can get one sent to the <laughs> so I can fucking turn up, better. So me being me, being a liar and all that kind of stuff, right? Thinking quick on my feet, what can I do? I typed one up on the computer, <laughs> and I typed it up so badly that all it was all misaligned and all of that shit, right? <laughs> I sent it to me dad. Got a phone call, ready, you better come home, son. 
got such an idea and I promised I'd never do it again. I'll never ever behave like that ever again. Mm. No. But I fucking did. Yeah. Oh yeah. It took a bit of time, but I did. Mm. You know. Set me up in a little business, and I and I done quite well. You know. Uh, got married. Had a son. You know. And all of this time was the drink was always with me. Mm. Always. You know. Maybe I could stop at six cans or eight cans. But I deserved it, Bob. Mm. I've worked hard, right? Yeah. I deserve this. Mm. If my missus had said anything to me at the time, I would have said, fuck off, I've been at work all day. Yeah. Who the fuck are you to tell me what to do? Yeah. Turn the light switches on and off. Who pays for all this? <laughs> yeah? Ego, Bob. Yeah. 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 Massive ego. Yeah. Who's got all these energies? Who's got the cars on the drive? Who's fucking doing all of this mm. stuff? Mm. Anyway, <clears throat> eventually we'd split up. and That's for another story, but... She left me custody of my son, and I thought, right, okay, well, I've got my son with me now, so maybe I can slow down a bit. Mm. Yeah, and, and to be truthful, I did slow down for a bit, but not for long, you know, because once we got divorced, uh, I was scratching my butt and I was thinking, what can I do? Because I, I haven't got really much of an education, right? I know how to make a pound note and all that kind of stuff, and I love being in, in, in bars and clubs, and what do I do? And my alcoholic brain said why don't you buy a boozer with you? <laughs> 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 I'll run a boozer Bob, I'll buy a boozer and I'll run it and I'll run it like a, you know like you see on the telly, the, the geezer with the suits and the ties on, oh, yeah. I had full intention of doing that, right? so I bought a boozer with East, East End of London <laughs> and, and again that story starts again, I did not intend for me to drink and I was going to run it like a business and I did you know, I ran it like a business for a couple of years, maybe, maybe not even a couple of years. You know, my my, my drink adult brain mm. will will lie to me and yeah. say, "You've done it for ages, mate. It's all right." Yeah. Might only been six months, mm. right? It's all right. So I didn't drink for for a, for a, a small period of time, let's say, right? Mm. And then slowly started coming on me. Mm. People would come in and say, "Ren, have a drink with us." I'd be like, "No, no, no. It's all right. I'm all right." You know, and then. The, the urge started coming so alright I'll have a drink at 8 o'clock because they'll only leave me a couple of hours yeah, yeah? And, and I'm driving anyway you know because at that time I had a flat up the stairs and that's whatever I was driving back to mine so I said alright I'll have a couple of drinks and then slowly became 7 o'clock mm. then 6 o'clock then 5 o'clock and all of these times Bob, where I'm so accustomed to being a fucking bullshit right yeah. <laughs> that anyone that come in the pub I'm, you know if you was a if you was a gangster I was a gangster mm. well I knew that gangster yeah. right yeah? yeah, if he was a bit like, I knew all, all, all the villains, right? I might have just heard his name, right? <laughs> but I knew them all. Or if he was a plumber, I knew I knew a bit about plumbing, so I was able to get away with it, or a printer, any that kind of shit, right? Yeah. I, I, I was Mr. Fucking No. I thought I was God beyond the ball. Mm -hmm. I was fucking nothing, mate, do you know what I mean? But <clears throat> it got to a point where my parents were, were worried about them my drinking right they used to look at me in the cameras in because of the, well, I don't know how but my man had access to the cameras so he used to, and he used to ring me and text me and say yeah, how you doing son you alright I'm, yeah, I'm just I'm just at work dad I'm alright and you're like, you in a bit like, what the fuck's going on <laughs> where are you yeah. people spying on me so I cut all, cut all the cam cameras off and all that nonsense and I, I, I isolated myself from anyone who cared about me yeah, yeah? Mm. anyone who who really cared about me, but the people who were worried about me told me the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the people who didn't give a shit about me were the ones that said, "Don't worry, Ring, you're all right." Yeah, and they were the ones I surrounded myself with. Yeah, because I didn't think I was that bad. You know, it got to a stage where I, I'd go play golf in the morning with a with a hip flask, mm -hmm. right? Then have a couple of pints afterwards, and then go to work, clean the beer line, and I'd be drinking in the cellar. Yeah. on my own mate yeah. before I even opened the pub and I'd open the pub and people would be like oh well, are you alright like, yeah I'm fine yeah are you alright come on have a couple more and then I'd pass out on the sofa or something let the staff carry on doing, doing the work I had no idea I was an alcoholic yeah. absolutely no idea I could stop for a little bit of time but I couldn't stop yeah. and um, someone come in someone come in one day and I, I must have been a little bit worse for wear. And 
said, oh, Ren, are you feeling all right? And, and, th and this was the first time I was kind of honest. You know, I said, do you know what, I'm a bit fucked, mate. He says, I can help you out. I said, oh, whatever, because my eyes were red, I was puffy, I was, I, I was a big fella anyway, but I was fucking fat at the time anyway, I was sweating all the time, Bob. Yeah. Non-stop sweating. And he says, hell, have had a few of this. <laughs> <laughs> your licks off. Yeah, your yeah, yeah, mate. Gave me a bump. Yeah. And I was, I was good to go, man. Yeah. I was good to go. I got my second win. Bang! <laughs> fucking two o'clock in the afternoon. I felt brand new. Mm. Yeah. Allowed me to carry on drinking. And this time I had no blackouts. Yeah. Yeah. But I drink till one, two o'clock in the morning. I and from the minute I had my that first pump, Bob, I was hooked. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely gone. I, I need that when I have a drink. Mm. If I've got, I can't have a drink now without a ticket in my pocket. Mm. Yeah? And being a publican, right? right? It's not good news, right? No. So, what do I do, right? I've got friendly with the dealers. Because yeah. I knew all the. And that's one thing I did know, I knew, I knew a few of the dealers, right? Mm. So I got friendly with the dealers. They'd come in, right? I said, right, I've got this guy, that guy, that guy, and that guy, right? They want couple of tickets each or whatever, right? And I said, right, no worries, here's a bit for you, Ren. Yeah. So I've got my gear Everyone's for free. Got my gear for free, <laughs> they're happy, right? And I'm gone, mate, yeah. you know? Dangerous. Oh, I've got the keys for the disabled toilet, I'm down in the cellar, right? There's gear everywhere, mm. right? I'm trying to hide it from my staff, I'm trying to hide it. At this point, my son has left me, right? Mm. He's had enough, gone to live with his mum. So I'm on my own, right? My mum and dad don't want to talk to me because they've had enough, right? The only people that I surrounded myself with are those fair-weathered friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah, only there for the good times. When the shit hits the fan, they fuck off. Yeah. Excuse me, that's all I surrounded myself. My, my staff, right? Bless them, a couple of them cared, but they, I didn't care enough about them. They went and left me. I've got all new staff in, ones that like to do the gear, right? Ones that like to do a bit of dodgy business and all that kind of stuff. And this is my this is my lot now. And anyway, that carried on for a few years now. I, I must have been what, 32, 33 at the time. So I gave it a good go, Bob. Yeah. For about seven or eight years, mm. I don't think I had a day off from any of that for, for seven years. I've been to hospital a few times, you know, where I thought my heart was going to jump out of my skin. I'm sure we all have, you know. Yeah. Um, I've had days. Maybe I, 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 days and days without sleep, mm. you know, yeah. you know, it's yourself, right? Go to bed and sweating and, and I've got some gear next to me. And I thought, I'll just have a little, one more night, that'd be all right. Mm. Yeah, I'll go to sleep at half past three. <laughs> 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 I've got to be up at six. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. and then four o'clock rolls around and there's some, still some rum or some vodka or whatever, so I'll have a bit of that, another, another, little sniff and I'll be all right. Mm. And five, five o'clock comes around, I'm fucking fuck it, you know, I've done it again, I'm mm. done it again, you know. What's the point? You might as well carry on. Yeah. Yeah. So I did. Got to a stage where I've isolated myself and it from everyone. Don't want to know no one, don't want to go out. Um, anyone that I've cared about, it's kind of like giving up on me. Um, the hardest things we see, you know, when I saw it in my son's eyes, and I see uh, and the and the look, you know, a forlorn look in his eyes mm. when he sees me. Oh, uh, looking back at him now, because I've done, done it to, to someone, but back then, when he went to his mum's, I was like, "Fuck it, hey." Yeah. Pretty right. Yeah, yeah, I could do what I want now. Mm -hmm. But yeah, <clears throat> still wasn't enough though, Bob. Still wasn't enough for me to stop. Mm. I put the pub up for rent. You know? I gave him my properties, I gave them to, to an agent, so you look after all of them. You know, my accountant says, oh, you don't worry, you've got enough money to retire 40 odd years old. And, and again, that was a license for me. Because my mind is telling me, don't worry, man. It won't be like that this time. 
Uh, this time it'll be different. Is <laughs> it <laughs> 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 really different? Because now I've got all the time in the world, right? Fuck everyone. Fuck everything. Mm-hmm. You know? Go and play golf. Fuck the hip flask that was in there. It's a fucking litre bottle of vodka now. <laughs> right? And I've, and I've bought a pool bag with eight so I can stick some beers in it. The only good saving grace is, Bob, right? when... I finally said goodbye to the pub. That's when I said goodbye to the cocaine. Mm. Right? Yeah. But my drinking went to a fucking different level. Yeah. Totally different level. Right? You know, I'm a, I was a 24 hour drinker, seven days a week, all not stop for anything. <clears throat> I never used to leave my house, mm. piss the bed drunk. Yeah. Right? Um, I was so out of shape, I mean, I'm, not, I'm big now, but I was so out of shape that I wouldn't cook, I wouldn't eat, right? I used to shit like dire, liquid coming out of yeah. yeah? I'd throw up, it'd just be bile. Yeah. It's disgusting, the only thing, <clears throat> and that's the thing, not the, the first drink I did in the morning, I'd, I'd take it, I'd throw it back up again, but don't worry, the second one would be alright. Yeah? yeah, but that's it, I would keep going. But. <clears throat> It must have got to a stage well, at some point, you know, because my, my dad can't see me. Um, he'd left a number for me for a rehab. <clears throat> and the funny thing is, we weren't talking about rehab for me. Right? We were talking about rehab for my brother. Because, anyway, that's his story, right? But it wasn't for me, but the number was left in my ass. Mm. Uh, I reckon this, this is the moment where a window of opportunity opened up right God, as you may understand me, or if you don't want to call it God, high consciousness or whatever, right? Mm. Touched my life. He's always been there, right? But I find my dad is. Maybe I've got a problem, right? Wow. Let's, um, let's ring this, because. Didn't really know I was not going to. I had an idea I might have a problem, right? If I go to rehab, it will keep a few people happy, yeah. right? And maybe they'll show me how to do it. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, that's it. Yeah. You know, I thought, uh, and, uh, and this is the image that, that materialised in my brain. That if I go to a like, really posh rehab, right? <laughs> like the ones they do in Hollywood and all that shit. Right? And I've seen all that when they come out from rehab, they've got glasses of champagne and, <laughs> and all of this bollocks, right? So uh, <laughs> I'm thinking, what? We'll go to the priory, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. that's the one new one. I do. And you know, someone I know said, Oh, they do horse riding and all that, they've got gym and they've got all this. <laughs> and I'm talking that, it's fucking ass. <laughs> so, anyway, I ran this geezer addicts in there in the, in the priory, and he said, um, He's asked me a few questions, Bob. He said, <clears throat> He said, Do you struggle in the morning to brush your teeth? Mm-hmm. You know, do you gag when you brush your teeth? No. <laughs> Because nice. <laughs> I could not brush my teeth with that. <laughs> <laughs> he says, and he says to me, "Do you? Are you constantly hot? Do you constantly sweat?" So, no. <laughs> uh, again, another lie. Right? I'd step out of the shower, but I'd be drenched already. Do you know what I mean? Um, and there's a few other questions he asked me. I can't remember off the top of my head now, but they're the two most important things I remember. So he said, right, okay, um, we've got a place open, come in next Wednesday. And I was like, no, I can't, go, can't come in next Wednesday. It's my best mate's funeral, I have to go there. Maybe I'll come in the day after, it was a Tuesday. He said, come in on Tuesday. I said, no, no, I can't come in on Tuesday. It's my, mate, it's my best mate's funeral, I have to go there. And I'll come in on the Wednesday. He said, yeah, well, I thought you'd come. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, I, uh, I wasn't right. It was, my, it was my best friend. I've known him since I was a kid. You know? <clears throat> it was his funeral. So the week proceeding up to that funeral, you know, things had calmed down for me for a bit. You know, I thought, right, I'm going to Riyadh now. I'll just carry on doing what I'm doing. Because this is what the geezer said. He says, don't stop drinking because you will fuck yourself up. Because right. you can have a heart attack, you can have a stroke, and you can say, Well, that's all right, thanks very much. Yeah, I mean, let's keep So I did. And I must admit, I behaved myself at my friend's funeral. And this is something I couldn't do when, in the midst of all my drinking. If there was a family wedding, event, birthday, uh, 
Christmas, oh, we don't do Christmas, but any kind of event, mm. I'd ruin it. Yeah. Yeah, or I'd just not attend, I'd just not show up. Yeah. You know, or I'd ghost them or whatever. But this time, this uh, funeral, I was all right, you know. <laughs> I'd get pulled out from there, though. Yeah. yeah. Even though I'd behave myself, my old man come and pick me up. My brother jumped out of the car and said, You have to fucking come on as long as you. I'm trying to get all this bird over here. <laughs> 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 oh, fuck off, leave me alone. I'm not, I'm not pissed. I'm just trying to fucking knock over. I'm not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I got pulled out. So I said, right, okay. So off I went. It might be Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever day it was, right? It was the 18th of May. I know that. It was the 18th of May. I went into, into the priory down in Chelmsford and... <clears throat> on the way down I thought fuck it now I hope he's alright I hope the bed's alright you know and I was thinking oh, uh, and the night before I hadn't packed anything but the night before I packed you know I went some swimming trunks <laughs> <laughs> some nice t-shirts and some flip flops and <laughs> <laughs> got a couple of nice shirts you know a nice pair of jeans in case there's any fit women in there yeah, be, even though I look like a fucking mess I thought but Better make an effort. <clears throat> Might reach, be one of them rich ones. <laughs> but anyway, so I went down to the priory and I, uh, and I we went in. He looked all right. But okay, so I went in, checked myself in. They don't want my blood pressure and all of that, but my blood pressure was through the fucking roof, mate. Two hundred and something, two hundred twenty-six, I think, something like that, over a hundred and forty. Hey, didn't think I was that bad. Mm. <laughs> yeah. My dad looked at me, everyone knew he was that bad. I was the last one to know. Yeah, everyone knew I had a problem except for me. Mm. Right, with my health anyway. But I still didn't believe I was an alcoholic, right? I'm still going to learn how to do this. So they checked me in, they saw me all in, and Dad's gone home to, to his, and I'm thinking, right, okay, so I'm hanging about, and they give me all my paperwork to sign this down and everything, and they chuck me this blue book, and I, and they said, yeah, 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 you know, I think you know I've covered them anyway. But yeah, there's six or seven people. The first I didn't want to see no one. Right, so I shut myself off. Isolation was the only was the, it's how I keep myself safe. Mm. Yeah. Keep myself insular. Yeah. Because I don't want no one to fucking see what I'm really going through on the inside. <clears throat> so yeah, anyway, so the second day so they said, right, you have to come out and start meeting people. Because it's a group therapy. I'm not shivering. Come on, man. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to tell no one that I'm, I'm, I'm a drink with a, with a, a drug problem. Mm -hmm. I mean, drugs are very friendly upon in my family. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, people know I've got a problem. If they knew the extent, and that's the thing, you know, not everyone has to know the full extent of everything, but very friendly upon. So it's always interesting when drugs are bad, alcohol's all right. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing with society, isn't it? Yeah. Alcohol's fine. You've got a drink problem, it's all right. You've got a drug problem. Whoa, you're a robber. Yeah. <coughs> so anyway. I've gone in and the first therapy session, everyone's going around the rooms and introducing themselves, right? My name's blah, 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 and I'm an alcoholic, blah, 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 and then you come to my turn, I'm thinking, what? Fucking hell, what? But that's it, my name's Ren, I'm an alcoholic. Oh. And that's the thing, if, I, if I've got an idea that I might be an alcoholic, I probably am, right? Yeah. It's the first time I've met people who were like me, who had a problem like me mm. because in my mind if you was an alcoholic right you're a pulp bench drunk and you're an addict you're a crack ass junkie yeah. right never in a million miles did i think people like me had my problems yeah. i'm the only i was the only one yeah, <laughs> i'm special. the only one yeah of course it is <laughs> of course i'm special <laughs> my mum likes to call me special <laughs> <laughs> you are yeah, yeah. so Anyways, yeah, so, and they started talking about this powerlessness and manageability. Fucking what? <laughs> Hang on a minute. 
Hang on, I'll come here because I'll, 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 I think I'll, you know, you're not going to show me how to. How can I have a glass of champagne in the afternoon, and then have a couple of beers with dinner, and maybe a red wine and a scotch in the evening? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Right? Where the fuck's the pool? <laughs> Talk about his powerlessness and unmanageable. Mm. My life's manageable. I've got a fucking great big ass. Look at what I've done. I'm fucking paying for this cash, right? Yeah, don't tell me I'm powerless. Well, I'm powerless about what? Oh, fucking God, man. Yeah. I've got all of this. And I said, no, 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 Ren, take it easy. We're not talking about it. I'm powerless over the over drink. Oh, what? I said, I haven't had a drink today. <laughs> I said, why? Because you're in reality, you fucking moron. <laughs> if you was outside reality, would you have had a drink? I said, probably. Mm. So what is Paris in life? Talks about the, the physical reality, you know. <clears throat> Once I start, I can't stop. Yeah. And if I say stop, I don't know how long it's for. Mm. You know? I know that's the thing. <clears throat> I'd have a little bit of sobriety, a day, mm. maybe, very sporadically, but it was in my mind all the time that I'm, it's, it's on me. It's mm -hmm. always on me. That's powerlessness, you know? I couldn't fucking stop thinking about it. Yeah. I cannot stop thinking about alcohol. Once I put one in me, Bob, all bets are off. Yeah. You know what? I'm in a relationship today with a beautiful woman. I've been with her a couple of years. And, and, um, and she's one of them, right? She'll have a glass of wine and leave a bit at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong man. <laughs> well, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Even though I'm sober, are you, are you all right or what? She said, no, no, don't be that good. I said, no, it's something different. It's like, oh, fuck, no. With me, no, it's got to be gone. Yeah. Or the bottle's got to be gone. Mm. You know? <clears throat> anyway, we went through, um, like I said, it's a 12-step program. We went through a few steps there. And and I thought, right, oh, this is it. That's all I've got to do, 28 days, right? I haven't drank for 28 days. I'm out. My mate from rehab, uh, a couple of mates from rehab, they went to um, a meeting down in Billericay. They said, come and join us. Oh, fuck off. I'm, I'm, I'm on my way. I think I'm all right now. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I had no idea that this is a lie again, you know, because when I was in there, it was talked to talks about doing these 12 steps and reading uh, the Alcoholics Anonymous book and getting a sponsor and we went on Zoom and I, and I found a sponsor, it's a lip service I was doing this, right, I found a sponsor and I said, oh, alright, will you take us through the work, I have no intention of really doing it, but I'm going off a tangent here because I want to talk about, I want to talk about me and you, and <laughs> <laughs> also want to talk about, you know, the, the nitty gritty stuff of it, who's actually doing this stuff that's suggested by other people who've got sober to get that kind of sobriety, you know. Mm. Uh, and the reason I look for a sponsor, I said I wanted a sponsor anyway, because once I understood a little bit about powerless and unmanageable, and, and how once I take a drink away from me, I, I, I need a, another power to, to replace that with, right? So it can't be me, because I ain't got no power. It'd be disgusting in the first place, right? If, if it's up to me, I'd be pretty dead by now. Mm. So we talk about great in yourself and in, 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 in the fellowship you know they talk about being God mm. it doesn't have to be anything special well, special to me right my God is um, it can be of my own understanding I'm going to talk about meeting you later Bob <laughs> <laughs> it can be of my own understanding you know because when I was a kid growing up um, I was forced to go to temple my parents, you know, if I didn't go, I'd get beaten up. Mm. And at school, I was supposed to go to church, you know, and I didn't want to fucking go because uh, I'm my you didn't know, that's right. So, all throughout my life, I'd abandoned that idea, yeah. you know. What's God ever done for me? Can't. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> it could be a fucking drink problem, a drug problem, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. I keep that drug problem on my own, you know. Yeah. It still left me with a drink problem. Mm. But it wasn't, you know, it was explained to me. Oh, I've missed some stuff, man. You know, unmanageability. I can't control my emotional nature. Yeah. You know? I can't stay calm. Yeah. You know? It talks about it in that big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Pray to misery, depression, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm always angry. Yeah. Yeah? Always angry. Someone's always a cunt and they need a 
They're a bit bigger than me, Bob. I'll do something snidey. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's the, no, that's the other manager of Berlin. I need a power, we've got that power greater than myself. So anyway, we was talking about the God thing, right? Could be God or could be higher consciousness, whatever you want. I like that idea of higher consciousness. Yeah, I explain that to people when I when I'm when I'm you know taking them through the steps. If you don't want it to be God, think of it as a higher consciousness. Mm. It's not you, right? So yeah, we looked at all these, all this stuff, and and I looked at the the, the stuff I was really angry about God with, right? And I was all, and the, the the guy was taking me through the work. So turn it around, you know, make your own one up. Yeah. So I did, right? My understanding of a higher power today, someone, something, some something that's kind. Loving, patient, tolerant, you know, forgiving. If I'm gonna fuck things up, Bob, right, I need to be shown where I fucked it up yeah. and shown the right thing to do. I can't believe in going to hell and all that. I'm constantly living on bloody eggshells, do you know what I mean? So that's my understanding of a higher power and then the will will I've turned my will and my life over to that. And I had to think long, long and hard about this, right? Because Turn, turning my will over to anything, Bob. Uh, and I'd come into recovery age 45, right? So I'm a middle-aged bloke. Mm. It's kind of hard for me. I thought it would be hard for me to turn my will over to anything. Fuck off. Oh, it's yeah. always been my way. It's always been my way since I was about four years old. Yeah. It's my way or the hard way. Fuck off. Like I said, you know, throw my toys out the pram, I could get it, you know? Just didn't like it. Mm. I didn't like the idea of it. Well, let's give it a go. Think about it as your God's driving the bus and you're a passenger. Fucking just let go. That's all it is. Let go. Yeah. So I tried it for a little bit. I don't know, it was all right. You know, I try not to get involved in anyone else's dramas and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Right, and that's it. It's not my will. <laughs> <laughs> right, but <clears throat> I have to understand that I can't just fucking let anything go. Or, or not have any drive in my life and say, oh, it's all God's will, do you know what I mean? I still have to have some go in it, mm. yeah? So as long as I'm doing the right stuff and based on my conception of my God, right? As long as I do that, it's all right. So <clears throat> I'd left to do that for a couple of weeks. And, do you know what? At this time, my life is ironing out a bit, yeah. you know? It's kind of levelling out and good things are starting to happen. Yeah. I haven't had a drink now for... Probably what, two, three months now. Relationships are cooling down. You know they're not hot anymore. Mm. I haven't got a big family, Bob. Right? I've got mum, dad, brothers, uh, and my son. Right? I've got my, my partner now, but that's all I've got, right? These things are coming nice. People are being nice, right? Mum and dad are being nice. Son's talking to me. Wants to come and visit. Mm. Yeah. Excited. My brother. Well, that's a nice story. It's all right. My life is, is all right now. And I'm start, my eyes are starting to open up. And I'm feeling good. Mm. And I haven't felt good for a long time, mate. Mm. You know? The last time I probably felt all right was in my early 20s. Everything's been a battle. Mm. Things have started to calm down. You know? I've met you now by now. <laughs> you know? And I... I'm going to blow smoke up your, up your ass in your own podcast, right? <laughs> <coughs> because one of the first people I met in recovery was you, mm. right? I come to a meeting on a Sunday in Billerine. You come bouncing over, give us a big hug. You must have seen something, don't you? Give me big squeezes. Said, don't worry, you're going to be all right. Mm. And that's the people I meet in recovery, right? So recovery, I'm keeping recovery close to me now. Yeah. Yeah, people like you, people, other people, you know, and they're like me. There's people who've got like years and years sober of sobriety or clean time or whatever you want to call it. And I'm thinking, I want that. Mm. I want that now. So I've gone from a state of going to Rio thinking, oh, I'm just going to learn how to do it. So I want that. Yeah. But he's got, see him, he's super chilled out, mm. right? But then, man, <laughs> <laughs> and I want that. So I'm doing this work now. We're, where are we? Searching for 
yeah, looking back at my past, right, fearless, foreign, fearless moral inventory of myself, looking at people who've been cunts to me. Right? <laughs> and at first, right, because I'm in this zone, right, I'm thinking, ah, oh, it's all right, everyone's chill, man, don't worry about that, that's all right, but I need to do this, right, this is, this is the one that sets me alight. When I take people through this piece of work, right, it burns me, it lights my fire, because I love it. I get to know me, right? And this, can I speak? Yeah, yeah step like. four, man. Yeah. Made a search and fear, this moral inventory of ourselves, right? And I love it, because yeah. that's when I, my life turns inside out, and I rip it open, and I say, oh, hello, Rick. <laughs> there he is. There he is, that's you. Yeah, yeah. Some people find it painful, but it's not painful. It's the most free thing in the world. So I write down all these people who piss me off. Yeah? Piss me off. And the reason they piss me off, and I look at the seven signs of, you know, how how it's affected me, how it's affected my pride, ambition, security, and all that kind of stuff. Have they have they used any of my money? Have they used up my time in my head and all that kind of stuff? And I said, right, yeah, you fucking done that, you done that, you done that. And then the response is, right, have a look at your part in it. Yeah. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Well, yeah. Well, no, no. Oh. I mean, he wasn't doing that. He was just talking about <laughs> <that issue. laughs> What have you done? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what lights me up, mate. Yeah. And I start to look at myself and see, ooh, hang on a minute. Mm. Yeah. I have to align myself now. I can't be this person anymore. No. Right? So I do all of that anyway. Yeah. And I find out where I've been fearful dishonest you know selfish and all that kind of stuff and he says these are your characters these are this this these are your character traits when you are this that that you are greedy jealous you know all that insecure all of that kind of stuff right and he says you act out on it and then, and then also i've got certain aspects of my character that need to be dealt with mm. right because we remember we talked about that bit when we was in the park right and i thought right oh, i want to be that i've got Fucking lack of acceptance. Yeah. That's my problem. Yeah. Yeah. I need to be loved mm. in order for me to live. That's bollocks. Really? <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, it's bollocks, right? Because now God loves me, I love me, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. I'm 50 years old now, Bob, right? <clears throat> I've got through this far with it. I'm sure I can get through the next 20 or 30, however long I've got left, right? And the fact that I'm, I have to have what I want when I want it. Yeah. <laughs> I want what I want when I want it. Yeah. I need to be in control as well in order for me to live. So I've got, now I've got a list of defects of character. Now I've got a list of aspects of character. Now I'm thinking, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I'm, I'm, now I'm, I've spoken to my sponsor about it. And I'm, <sighs> right, this is who I am. What do I need to do now? I need to align myself, right? Because if I want this peace and love and all that kind of stuff, and I, you, you know me, my morning message is I love, love and peace, man. Yeah. That's what we all want, and that's all I've ever wanted. I want to stop this noise in my head that keeps going, fucking really, you can't stop. If I want that, now I start looking, you know, and I'm willing to give all of this up. In order for me to do that, I have to look at my idea of, um, what God is and what I need to do to achieve that right mm. I need to align myself to these values mm. so it says am I willing to give up these defects of character and the obvious answer has to be yes right but some of them are so well ingrained in me mm. that I can't give them up you know the, the one for me was control yeah yeah because I'm a fucking control freak mm. I'm a self-seeking selfish control seeking fucking missile yeah yeah, yeah. And I love control, and I've shown you know. If you don't, if you, if I, if they said to me, if you don't, you can give it up. Live with it. Yeah. Like that, yeah. yeah. Have a go at it. <laughs> 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 it wasn't long before I was like, yeah, well, I'll, I'll, you know, yeah, I'll give it up because <laughs> I could go in. I could talk about the book all day long, bro. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about the book. So anyway, yeah, I'll give all of that up, and you know, and I. Was, they say go and make an amends to these people and am I willing to do that so I go and do all of this stuff all of this stuff is it's all freeing for me <clears throat> go and look people in the eye and, tell her, uh, and not say sorry because I've said sorry a million times to a million different people right? how can I put right the past and the wrongs of my past mm. that's what I'm going to go and see people for yeah. 
Yeah. If you can forgive me, that's a, that's a, that's none of my business. Mm. I need to do right for what I've wronged. Yeah. 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 And if you want to tell me to fuck off, I've tried. Yeah. Yeah. But if I can, if I can do that, then great. Let's do it. And I can look the world in the eye again. Yeah. And that's it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And then <clears throat> it, t- it tells us we need to continue to do this kind of stuff and keep continue to reach out for God. And once we've done that, you know, continue to search for God and, and then keep, <clears throat> and then we try and help other people mm. to get this stuff that we've got. And I try, Bob. I do try, mm. you know, but I fall down. Of course. You know? you know, and I fall down a lot, if I'm honest with you, you know, uh, and that's when I, you know, when I write down how my day's been in the evening, I look at it honestly and I say, right, okay, <clears throat> this is where I've gone wrong, I, I need to do better. Yeah. It's only a little thing, you know, but it just helps helps me grow, yeah. you know. <clears throat> and I like this life, Bob. You know, I, I'm coming up, I keep saying you know, I don't know if you know. <laughs> but I'm coming up to a birthday soon, you know, a sober birthday. Go on. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Yeah. A few, I can say now, it's been a few years. Since I've had a drink, yeah. you know, and quite a few more years since I've had any drugs, yeah. you know. And my life today is fucking amazing, man. <laughs> it is so chilled, you will not believe. Right, <clears throat> I, I'm fortunate in the position that I don't really have to work, you know. I do a bit, and I give that. Right. Yeah, yeah. If there's any kind of financial amends I didn't make for. My life is cool, man. You know, I wake up in the morning, say a little prayer for you. <laughs> say, say, I pray for everyone. Yeah. May everyone have a, a blessed, peaceful, loving day today. And I send that in my messages in the morning, and I reach out to God and I hold His hand and I walk through that day. Right. Yeah. You know, and nothing phases me anymore. I say nothing phases. It does phase me, maybe for a second or two, and then I look at myself. Well, What's my problem? What's my part in it? Yeah. yeah. What's my problem with it? Usually it's because I want it to be a certain way, but nothing is my way, is it? No. You know. And <clears throat> I'm just—it's probably the best thing I ever did. It, it's not probably the best thing I ever did. It, it, it is the best thing I ever did. I'm around today. I'm around. I saw my son get married last year. Beautiful. Yeah. 500 people at his wedding and they was all drinking and partying and all that kind of stuff and if that wasn't a few years ago right, I'd be right in the middle of it yeah. making a prat of myself mm. right with my ex-wife there I'd probably cut it off and all that kind of stuff yeah. but I'd all my family surrounding me and my parents aren't very well right so I'm like, I can be around for them yeah. you know my brother's not very well I can be around for him I can be there for other people I don't have to constantly think about myself all the time. Yeah. I want. This is gonna sound weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm fucking weird. I've probably gone on for way too long. Right? <clears throat> you know, I I don't ask for for anything, right? I think if I if I want something, I'll go and get it. Right? But do I really need it? No. But when I when I do nice things, my world seems to be a better place mm-hmm. to live in. Yeah, mm. I'm not necessarily talking about getting things back, but if I do nice things for people, my world just seems to be all right. Yeah. I, I feel nice doing yeah. it, you know. Yeah. If, uh, it's yeah, I don't know what. I dread to think if I'd never come to to a fellowship or the fellowships that we belong to, right? Mm. Where I'd be now, I'd probably be dead if I'm honest with you. Yeah. yeah? I've taken so much booze and I've taken so I've drank so much booze and I've taken so many drugs, Bob, it's enough to fucking kill anyone. Yeah. I'm in here by the grace of God and I can say God. Yeah. Right? Without fear. Yeah? Yeah. If you'd ask me that, I don't know. Yeah, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, God. Without fear. Mm. I can look at I can look at everyone in the eye. Yeah. And I've no shame or guilt, no remorse. Mm. I look at my drinking, right? And I can look back and I have no regrets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is what it is. It's a lesson for me. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's not just a lesson for me, it's a lesson for the next person I'm helping. Wow. Yeah, because it's given me that experience to say, look, mate, I've been there, I've done that. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly how you felt. Yeah. Let me help you. <laughs> Let me hold your hands, man. You know? Yeah. And, I, and that's because I'm a metro man, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I've never said that shit to no one. <laughs> <coughs> But it's changed me, Bob. Mm. Right? Yeah, today I've got to play. This, uh, let me tell you, right? This is this is how my weekend's been. And let me tell you how my weekends were and how my weekends have been. You can see the change, right? Friday night, Friday, what I used to do is I used to half get up because I'd already be half asleep, half awake anyway, right? Mm. So I'd get my ass out of bed about six o'clock, right? Pissed. I'd have a swig of whatever was next to my bed, right? And then I'd go and pretend to play golf, then I'd go to the pub, I had a 24 hour license, so I'd party till Sunday. Mm. Fucked, right? Mm. Wouldn't know what I was doing, I wouldn't give a fuck about no one. <clears throat> this weekend on Friday, I got up, I texted a few of my friends, mm. don't text very many, I texted a few of my friends. How you doing, mate? You alright? Got a few messages back, everything's cool. Went to play golf Friday, come back, spent some time with my, with my parents, mm. chilled out, had a nice little afternoon siesta, <laughs> had something to eat, watched a movie, went to bed. Saturday morning, I woke up, Bob. <laughs> In fact, it's amazing, I went to bed. Yeah. Right? Saturday morning, I woke up, I went to see my partner down in Canterbury, we went to Margate, lovely. Yeah. went for a lovely meal mm. on the beach. One of the restaurants on the beach. Went back to hers, watched a movie, had a kiss in the cabin. <laughs> <laughs> Woke up, come back, played a bit of golf with my mate. Yeah. Went home, had a nice little shower, something to eat, and I've come to see my friend. Yeah. Have a nice little chat. Yeah. All of these, I've done so much this these three days that would have never got done no. in the mads. No. My life, I can, I can do stuff. Yeah. Anyway, I probably waffled on far too long. <laughs> but, Beautiful, mate. Yeah, I'm just grateful, Bob. Yeah. You know, I'm grateful for everything. I don't write gratitude lists because I look around and I think I'm grateful. I'm just happy anyway, to be here. Yeah. I'm so happy to be here. When when I was in the middle of my drinking and using, all I wanted to do was fucking die. Yeah. So, mate, if you're probably thinking that you've got a problem, you probably have. Because that's how I was. Mm. If I thought I'd, uh, that's my experience. If you've got a problem, you probably have. Come to recovery. Mm. Have a go. If you don't like it, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, you're welcome back. Yeah. Have another go at it. Mm. Yeah. See if you like it out there. But we'll always be here, won't we? Yeah, we will. We'll always be here. Yeah. Open arms, mate. I'll leave it there, Bob. Thanks well, very much. Yeah, that's actually beautiful, mate. I'm, um, <clears throat> I'm so glad to know you, I really am. And you said that when you came into the rooms, maybe I saw something, and, and maybe I did, you know, because um, cause you're a beautiful soul. You really are. <laughs> okay. And you, you give, like, you give so much back. But there's so much in there that I could relate to, obviously, you know. We're all the same sort of character, aren't we, you know? Yeah. But I could relate to the progressiveness of it. I could relate to the fear as a child, acceptance, and all the rest of it. But... What I loved most about what you had to say was about God. You know that word? I'd come into the rooms and talk about God and I'd think, oh, like fuck that. off. You know what I mean? How's that going to help me? Are you saying that? Fuck off. I parted the phrase with God when I was a kid and we went in and robbed the collection box in the church. That's where my ways parted because if he saw that, I'd probably fucking bang in trouble, you know? Um, and like you, that, you know, I'd hear the phrase control freak and it made me bristle and I'd think, oh, because I didn't realise at that time, I'm a fucking control freak, do you know what I mean? I have to have it all my own way. And there is so much peacefulness in letting go. And you talk about aligning with your principles of what your God would be, and I love that, because that's what we're striving for, isn't it? Mm. To, to try to be something else. I'm journey back to my father, man. Yeah, I love that, and I believe that today. You know, my, my faith has grown and grown, and I talk about went to a meeting last night and a wise man once told me that God works through people and when you're in a meeting and there's 25 people there all sharing the same solution you, you can't be in any doubt that there's God in that room right group of drunks group of drug addicts whatever yeah, 
And someone else mentioned that their conception changed into nature. They was walking along in the forest and suddenly the leaves are vibrant and the sun's shining and they feel this peace and serenity within themselves. Mm. And, you know, my conception of that's changed many, many times. I don't care what it is, but I think, mm. what do you think about that idea of letting go? I'd like to expand a bit more on that, the idea of what that does for you, you know? When I let go, Bob, I no longer try and control things. And I feel... <clears throat> Like, when I used to try and control stuff, like, mm. I'd be tense all the time, yeah. yeah? Constantly, like, you know, like, oh! Mm. Yeah, if something doesn't go my way, and I'll get even more angry, or I'll get, you know, and I'll feel that anger building up. When I let go, I just let things happen organically, mm. yeah? And I try, and, I try, because sometimes I still do, like, sometimes I like to poke my finger in there, so, <laughs> what happens if I do that? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but when I really let go, yeah, and I really, I'm not just saying, where, where it's going to be, it's going to be, yeah. Yeah? yeah, that's letting go, right, mm. yeah, and then I can feel it now, right, it's just, 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 it's just like washes over me, mm. it's like a nice calmness, yeah. a nice, like, it's going to sound weird, right, but, <clears throat> you know when you feel a little bit light-headed, Mm. Yeah, and like you know, I used to get a knot in my in, uh, here. Well, what used to be here, yeah. right? Which used to tense up a knot all the time, and that just feels nice now. Yeah. You know, we talk about. I, I'm going to keep referring back, but it talks about like the four horsemen: frustration, bewilderment, uh, frustration, bewilderment, terror, and despair. Right? Yeah. They used to sit in the pit of my stomach here all the time. I don't seem to get that anymore. Yeah. It's just. Oof, God's got this. Yeah. Why am I worried about it? <laughs> well, it's my, not my problem. It's right? true, isn't it? Yeah. And when I say it's not my problem, I can feel it. You know, it's in, it comes from the back of my head to here, yeah. down to here, it's down to my gut, and I, it's like, oh, where is going to be? It's going to be. And generally, when I do that, right? When that happens, say generally when I do that, because I still like to stick my finger in, don't I? <laughs> I don't get frustrated. Mm. I don't get angry, and I don't. It's it's just I don't know. You know, the words are there on the tips of my fingers, but <clears throat> I'm trying to control the way I feel now. Right, so I'm mm. starting to feel like that. But <clears throat> imagine sitting in a nice, most relaxing bath that you can, right? Yeah. <laughs> and bubble with it. You come out in a nice massage after it, and all that. <laughs> That's that kind of feeling, right? Love that. Calmness. Yeah, love that. Yeah. And that's, again, it goes with love, peace and being calm. Do you know what I love as well is that it's self-evident because when you come in and people say, I'll oh, try this out as a way of living and you think, oh, fucking this ain't going to work and yeah. you try it and you get the results, yeah. it becomes self-evident. The more that you do it, the more that it works, do you know? Yeah. I find that I find that aspect yeah. of it. Well, that's why we're all still here, isn't it? Yeah. Because if it didn't work, we wouldn't fucking well, continue to do it. Well, that's right. You know, it talks about uh, can't we can't control our emotional natures because mm. that's how it happens. And it talks about it later on in in, in the book. You know, it, it says if we remain in the state of neutrality, mm. that's when we reach emotional sobriety. Yeah. And isn't that what we all want? Yeah. Be neutral. Mm. So I can so all of this stuff that's going on in my head and in my soul and in my spirit. Can be free, yeah, and that's all I want. I love what you said about as well <clears throat> about the unmanageability because I thought, oh, it's referring to my life. It's referring to all the times I've tipped a car over or fucking, <laughs> you know, caused chaos in other people's lives. And it's not that. It's it's my emotional nature. Even as a kid, I could I could not control my emotions, yeah. you know. And that's what I need God for, or that higher consciousness for, is to be able to release it, to let it go, so that I'm not affected by little things that happen during the day so that I'm not in the point where I've got to change the way I feel by putting something inside of me, you know? Yeah. If I can do that, generally life's quite peaceful, you know? Yeah. Imagine such a thing. It's nice, isn't it? It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful, you know? We come in thinking that the drinking and the drugs are the problem and, it, and it's mm. nothing to do with that, is it? It becomes no. so clear. I'm the problem. I'm, yeah. I love what you had to say as well about step four and five. You know, you hear, you hear that and I heard that as well. And I hear it all the time, oh, I'm on my step four, and there's like trepidation, but 
for me it was the most free and beautiful experience of my life because if the whole world's got to change, I'm fucked, aren't I? <laughs> Things are never going to get any better, are they? No. They're not. But yeah. if it's me, and it was a revelation to me that I'm all of them things, insecure, jealous, fucking yeah. arrogant. Oh, the list is endless. It isn't really it? is, yeah. but it was a revelation because I didn't know. I thought I was a nice kid and life just kept kicking yeah. me in the bollocks. Like, when it's pointed out to me, like, no, you're actually, <laughs> like, the book talks about invariably we placed ourselves in a position to be hurt yeah. based on self. Mm. All of the things I look at, I think, oh shit, you know, <laughs> oh, oh no, that was me. Yeah. I put myself in there because I wanted this, I wanted that. I, you know, it's, it's a revelation to me to know that I don't have to go in two-footed anymore these days. <laughs> you know, I ain't got to dive in. Yeah, and Just relax. Man. Yeah, it's just so relax. Beautiful. What would you say to somebody who was on the precipice again to a meeting and they might be fearful about walking into their first meeting what can they expect love yeah 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 if you feel like you you, you don't be frightened to go into a meeting i was like that yeah 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 i sat in the car for about 10 minutes and i saw people going in, in and out and i'm thinking oh, i was thinking fuck this i'm gonna bolt yeah 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 but <clears throat> i come in and, I, and you were one of the first people i come banning over give us a big squeeze and there's nothing but love in the meetings, yeah. you know. Whether you decide to stay or not is another thing. But give it a go, mm. you know. If you think you've got a problem, go to a meeting. I'm guaranteed, if you go to enough meetings, you will get a solution. Yeah. Yeah. You're not alone. No. You know. No, yeah. Don't, don't, don't feel like you can't go into a meeting. You're not alone. We all suffer with the same thing. I still suffer with the same, same, with the same thing. It's just today that I've got an answer to it. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, don't, don't, yeah, don't be frightened. I hear that all the time. People that I've oh, drove around the block three times. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Scoping the place out, and it can be weird, like because yeah. when I come in, I'm so closed off and I'm so isolated, and yeah. I feel so alone that these people want to cover me, and I think, what the fuck does this yeah, geezer yeah. want? Yeah. Uh, I'm not that way check, inclined. Check, 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 yeah, yeah. Me still there. yeah. <laughs> or he wants my number. What's he want my number yeah. for? You know, it's it's none of that, is it? It's no. it's purely that these people realise that in order for them to stay clean and sober, they have to help other people. Yeah, because I need to be reminded. Exactly that. Yeah, I need to be reminded. And, and going back to that thing, you know, you were saying if, if somebody in two minds or, or not whether to go into a meeting, a few years in, Bob, you know, and I'm still thinking, I sit in the car and I'm thinking, can I be bothered? Mm. But the truth is, I need to get in there yeah. to, get my, to get my prescription. Get my prescription, love right? That, yeah. Get my prescription filled, so I've got the medicine to make yeah, me better. I love that as well. Yeah. That's what we, I was talking about yesterday as well. Is that <clears throat> you know when I it was five o'clock in the morning and I've been up all night and I'm thinking I'm in so much pain and despair and I'm never going to do this again. And then the next day at twelve o'clock midday, suddenly I'm all right. <laughs> uh, and the book talks about it. I can't bring into mind with sufficient force the pain and suffering of a oh. month, a week, or even last night. But by going to these meetings, I'm reminded all the time of what life used to be like. And I need that, you know? Because it wasn't great, was it? <laughs> it wasn't I like great. to remember the good bits. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But then sometimes I forget the shit. Mm. But I have to be reminded, yeah, like you perfectly said it. Keep going to meetings. Whether you go to uh, an online one or a face-to-face one, get to them. Yeah. Because, yeah, most of it. I rem- then that reminds me. Yeah. I used to piss the bed. Yeah, yeah. Easy to forget that. Pissing bottles. That was my one. Used to love pissing bottles. Always getting to the top. Pissing to the top. But mate, what a life we've got today, you know. And um, yeah, I'm so I'm so grateful to see you recover because of the work that you've done. Like you say, you know what? Like I knew I had a problem, and I couldn't ever justify or have an explanation as to why I am this way. But you Mm -hmm. said it perfectly. Like there is. We're useful now. We've got a purpose. Do you know, all of that pain and suffering is my experience that I can give to someone else to be able to relate to them and say, I've been there, mate, and I, and I, I know exactly what it's like, you know? Yeah. How beautiful that all that, that pain and suffering is worthwhile. It, it definitely is worthwhile now, isn't it? Mm. I, I think so. <clears throat> Would I do it again? To be in the position I am now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel sorry for the people I hurt, but like you said, that experience that I've got that I can pass on to other people, yeah. it, it's can't put a price on it, can you, Bob? No, can't experience the light without the darkness, mate. No, mate. 
think well into the light now. Well into the light. Which do us a favour and lead us out in the usual way. Yeah. I don't think I've done it on a couple of episodes, but I think it's God. important to pay God. deference. God. <laughs> 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 no, I, used to, uh, yeah, I, used to, I used to do that, you know. Put your hand yeah. on your mouth. Yeah, God. I'll just mumble it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only four lines, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Took me a while to learn them. I kept, well. I kept forgetting yeah, of course. Yeah. So glad they put them on the floor yeah. in front of us so we can just read them. Right, who's the fellow that keeps me off the cellar? <laughs> yeah. yeah, God. God. Grant me sympathy to accept, to accept the things I've got to change. The courage to change them and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Yeah. Beautiful, Ren. Thank you ever so much, mate. Cheers, brother. God bless to everyone out there. We may refer to the source by different names God, a higher power. Spirit, or perhaps the cosmos, the source of the entire universe, the unified field, everything that is beyond the perception of the five senses.